Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is November 8th, 2020, and I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on a lovely, lovely Sunday. Uh, I went out for a walk a little bit ago, and it's so beautiful out, just gorgeous. Um, and we are entering the uh, fall season in real seriousness here in the northern hemisphere our friends in the southern hemisphere entering their spring season and all is moving forward um we have kind of a really big show when i was a kid i watched on sunday nights and i sometimes think about it when i do the podcast on sunday we used to watch the ed sullivan show and he would go we have a really big show we have a really big show this week so i'm going to say we have a really big show this week ahead in our aspects Um, because we are really getting clear on the new direction that we're heading in. Um, So there's a bunch of stuff going on up there in the heavens, and I want you to kind of uh, pace yourself this week and remember that the goal of this whole process is for you to get clear on what the structures are in your life. Do you like them? Do you not? How do you want to change them? What do you want to do with them? You know, we use astrology as a guide and a tool, not for fear. I mean, sometimes, you know, the aspects are hard and we go, ooh. But it really is, you know, it's your map. It's your guide. And so the heavens this week say a little turbulent, but we're moving forward. And uh, we will be feeling that really strongly. So all week long, Mars is slowing to a station. Now, he entered his shadow on July 25th. That's when I caught covid Um, and now he is getting ready to stop on that same degree. So the story that you worked on from July 25th to September 9th, when he's stationed to go retrograde, and he's been retrograde from September 9th till this week, when he stations to go direct, again at the same degree, 15, that he was at on July 25th, So he goes back and he stations there on November 13th at 7.35 p.m. East Coast time at 15.13. And then he goes forward for a third pass through the COVID clump. And remember, he met up with them in March when they kind of shut down the country and the world became aware of the pandemic on a really big level. And this year, since July, we've been dealing with him. So now we have the third forward motion as of next Sunday, the 13th, and we're going to be full steam ahead. But this week he's slowing to a stop, right? So that just means arguing. That just means people very intense and very passionate. Of course, here in the States we're having the election results, and we've got the current occupant of the White House refusing to say he's leaving, going to fight it. So we're going we're gonna to deal with that through the week. And when people had said to me, when do you think we'll know the results, I kept saying 13th, 14th of November. And that looks to be about right. So when Mars stations to go direct on July 25th, and then he has to go all the way through till the end of December when he clears the shadow. So remember, part one, July 25th through September 9th, what was going on in your life then? September 9th through next Sunday, the the 13th, what have you been learning about what was going on in your life back then? And then November 13th forward till the end of the year, past three. Now, I always think of these these retrogrades as one for the money, two for the show, three to get many, and you go. 
but it also allows us to look, to revise, to revisit, to think about how we want to do things. And of course, Mars is the planet of action. He is a little frustrated in Aries because he's going back. He's a little frustrated because he's going backwards. He's not frustrated in Aries. Normally, he loves Aries. It's one of his favorite signs. But when he's going backwards, it really feels like he's just kind of, you know, just stuck. Stuck, stuck, stuck. So, you know, just recognize everybody's going to be erupting as the energy gets ready to stop. And we go back to July 25th to look at what you were erupting about. You know, what was that story? And then what did you learn? And then what have you revised since September 9th? And now as he gets ready to go forward again, we, we make our plans. Now, the second thing that's happening is Jupiter and Saturn are meeting, (laughs) or I'm sorry, Jupiter and Pluto are meeting, and they're meeting up on November 12th at 4.38 p.m. Now, they met three times this year, too, and when they met, it tended to be kind of big deals. So we have this energy of Jupiter and Pluto meeting up, and of course, Jupiter is lots of, Pluto is death, so we know that the coronavirus numbers are going to spike, and they are really currently spiking all over the world. Um, My sister's in Germany, and I was talking to her earlier tonight, and she was saying, oh, yeah, Germany is shutting right back down again and, you know, shutting down because this is Jupiter-Pluto, the last pass. Now, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction is also on the same place that the Saturn-Pluto conjunction took place on January 12th. So back then, Saturn and Pluto said at 22 degrees of Capricorn, they said, okay, on the world point, okay, worldwide event around the structure of society, around the transformation, around Pluto issues, you know, death, changing things permanently, which we've certainly witnessed this year. And then Jupiter and Pluto met three times. This is the third of three, and they're back at the degree where they were where Saturn and Pluto met. So it kind of amplifies that energy. Um, And it also says to you, okay, we are now getting ready to separate. When they separate, they wrap up a chapter, and they begin a new chapter, and we watch for that beginning to take place. And so the Jupiter-Pluto, as they move forward, we're going to see them kind of step forward and separate. You know, the analogy I used the other day was, you know, Saturn's out, they've been having a party all year, Saturn's out in the car, warming it up, waiting for Jupiter. Jupiter's running around the party, having a good time. Going to give Pluto a hug next week on on the weekend, on uh, the on the twelfth. And he says to Pluto, "Goodbye. I'll see you in thirteen years." And then he goes out to the car. Now Saturn said to Pluto, "I'll see you in 2053." That's a long time. 38 years. But he's in the car already. He's waiting for Jupiter. And then the two of them are going to drive off and go into Aquarius next month. So they're going off on a whole new 20-year journey together, but the story is breaking up this weekend, coming up, right? Then on top of that, (laughs) as if there wasn't more you could handle or you wanted, you kind of go, can we just, like, have a pause? No. (laughs) The planets are just really inviting us to transform. So then on next Sunday... On November 15th, we have a new moon in Scorpio at 23 degrees. Oh, my God, another degree of Scorpio. But the new moon says Jupiter and Pluto have broken up. Saturn's waiting for Jupiter to hop in the car. They're going to drive off. What's the new way of thinking? What's the new way of looking at it? And it's at 23 Scorpio. Again, that hot degree. Remember, we're going to watch 23 
for the next, anytime any planet gets at 22, 23, it's going to bring up this COVID for the next 38 years, you know, until 2053, the next 33 years. Until then, you know, we're going to be working with this energy. It kind of keeps resonating at different levels because we're beginning all these new cycles. But it also says this is the time when we're going to have a forward motion. So the new moon is next Sunday at 7 in the morning, bright and early East Coast time, on November 15th. And then, fun, fun, we enter eclipse season, right? Eclipse season officially starts next uh, Sunday, and we have that for, for six weeks. Two weeks in, we have an eclipse on the full moon on uh, November 30th, and then we have a, a new moon eclipse at 23 Sag, right on uh, the, the 14th of December, and that is right on Donald Trump's south node and his moon. Uh, so there'll be, you know, m- you know, think of a new moon eclipse on the south node. The moon is the home. So we're, we're looking at that as a, as a moment, and of course I th- believe that is when the Electoral College meets, December 14th. And I know it's a little politics, but, you know, Astrology, astrology is originally for the kings. It originally was the mundane, and it does say, "Look at the leader of the country for what the politics are and the story that's going on." So we see him having to move, um, and a forward motion, a forward motion in terms of where we're going. You're going to have that new moon eclipse that happens on November fifteenth. And then it opens up a two-and-a-half-year cycle, but it opens up a 30-year cycle that includes eclipse season. Full moon emotional on November 30th. New moon beginning when it's in Sagittarius on uh, the, the eclipse that's on December 14th. So we're entering eclipse season, too. And all of you longtime listeners know the eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. It always makes for some really interesting energy and really interesting shifts in the energy. So it's a big week. It's a big week. We've got a lot of stuff going on that is kind of wrapping up plus new things coming, but at the same time emotionally feeling very intense. Now, we also have a thing in the sky called the Path of Fire. And the sun has been rolling. The Path of Fire is a section of the sky that astrologers are always warned to watch because when planets are going through the Path of Fire – the via combusta, people tend to be a little excitable. So this, the path of fire runs from 15 Libra through 15 Scorpio. So the sun in Scorpio is scooching out, right, scooching out of Scorpio. It's gone into, fit. was it 15 yesterday? Mercury is still in the path of fire, and Venus is about to move into it. Venus, of course, rules legal matters. She rules law. She rules relationships. So you may find some of your relationships are a little fiery. You may find you're negotiating Libra and Venus and Libra. You're negotiating some partnership stuff. Mercury, interestingly, is back at the same degree where Saturn and Pluto met up in November of 82. So if you're older than 38, you're back in that story, kind of wrapping that up as Mercury says, okay, take that story and now move it forward because we're starting a new one. And so this whole year, you know, a lot of times when big, big cycles like that end, they're called great cycles. And I encourage you to read uh, Beignets, Harvey's, and uh, Campion's book on mundane astrology. That's kind of techy, but it's really good. And also Benson Bobrick, B-O-B-R-I-C-K, 
Fated Sky, F-A-T-E-D, Fated Sky. And then third, Richard Tarnas's book, Cosmos and Psyche. Now, Cosmos and Psyche, I'm going to tell you, it's like a, a, <laughs> it's like a friggin' dictionary. And uh, when it came out, I actually bought one, and then I bought another one in, in, in soft cover, which I ripped into pieces. And I carried it out to me, out with me to Fire Island. I'd carry a section, and then I'd, you know, because it's like this Bible thing. And I would go and read it on the beach, you know, like the little section on this particular aspect. So it's a big, big, big book. So you're not going to read that one in one sitting. But the Benson Barbrick one, that one's a real page turner. You could whip through that pretty quickly. But we're looking at great cycles, and they do invite us to look at things in a new way. Now, the last time that Jupiter and Pluto met up was in 2007. We had the economic collapse then, and it was in the early degrees of Capricorn. Uh, Pluto was in the early degrees of Capricorn, and that uh, was businesses, banks, Capricorn, Capricorn. Now we are in the Virgo Deccan, which is the people part. So that does bode well for uh, the new cycle beginning with Jupiter and Pluto meeting up and saying, okay, you know, what are we going to do? We also see Jupiter and Pluto often as changes in jobs, changes in people's jobs, people being fired, people being let go, people leaving jobs, quitting jobs, saying I got to go. I've had a lot of clients getting job offers, especially from old places where they used to work the last couple of weeks. Um, but you want to kind of watch for what the new beginning is because Saturn and Pluto initially initiated the cycle last January but now Jupiter and Pluto are saying, okay, well, you know, 33 years is a long time. Why don't we just work with the first 13 years? And so that officially commences next week. So it's a really big week. And because Mars is stopping, and, uh, you know, if we think of the party breaking up, Mercury has left. He's gone off. He, he was helping clean up. Mars is still helping clean up, but he's carrying the last bought a bunch of, bunch of plates out to the it's a catered party, right? Carrying the last bunch of plates out to the car and getting ready to drive off at the same time that Jupiter and Pluto have their last hug and then Jupiter leaves to go off with Saturn. So this is a big week of endings. We just had Alex Trebek leave, you know, um, brought up memories for me of being down visiting my grandmother in, in Florida. We always had to be back. Uh, to the you know because old people eat early they have that you know early eating and when they're in assisted living and uh, we had to be back in the room for Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and my grandmother knew all that she was an Aquarius she knew all the answers and she just loved Alex and she just loved uh, Vanna and um, Pat Sajak on Jeopardy on Wheel of Fortune so um, he's he's leaving after 36 years. We hear 36 years. We hear a Saturn opening square, but we also hear a nodal return. You know, he's done his work. He's off to a new chapter. And, of course, we've been waiting for, you know, we've known he has been sick for a while, been a year and a half. He's been battling pancreatic cancer, and um, he took off today. So we want to honor the leavings and departures. That does make this be a big week for leavings for folks, you know, because we also know eclipses make people leave too. And uh, these aspects are big. So watch where the, you have 22 in your chart. You've had this COVID clump dancing there all year long. This is your grand finale. This is your choices about what you want to do about it. 
So as we go towards the new moon, of course, we also are in a waning phase, release, 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 let go, release, 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 let go. So earlier today I spoke at an astrology conference, and then later tonight I speak at one in Australia, and the teacher, one of my teachers spoke, and he said, Saturn-Pluto, which I thought was really helpful, is the serenity prayer, right? You know, if you remember that, God grant me the knowledge to change what I can, accept what I isn't, and have the wisdom to know the difference, right? So that's your mission this week. What can you take action on and work on that? The stuff you can't take action on, accept it. Uh, Because by now, you've kind of figured it out. You know, you've figured out, like, I can make a change there, or I really can't make a change there. That's going to be the way it is. So I can accept it, and I can figure out what I want to do in that acceptance space. So it's a big week for us, and I want you to be gentle with yourself. Um, remember how we all felt. I mean, this is a political statement, how we all felt a couple of years ago when Hillary lost, and I thought it was interesting on Saturday Night Live. Um, they reprised the ending. But also uh, there's people that are feeling really bad because their candidate lost, and if we're going to really work to unite the country and not be so divided and so uh, disagreeable. We can disagree without being disagreeable, you know, and I think that's the, the space to kind of stand in and also in the decisions you're making in your life. You can disagree without being disagreeable. What is it you or change without, you know, it doesn't have to be personal. It's just you know you have to change this, and you do. We are all metamorphosizing. The beginning of the year, I used that butterfly caterpillar business, right? Well, we're getting ready to hatch. We've been in the metamorphosis black gooky stuff. We're going to crawl out of the, the out of the cocoon in a little bit, dry our wings off, and we're flying. We're flying out of here on December 21st, 22nd. So, you know, this is an important hatching time, and it's important you encourage yourself to hatch, encourage the people you love to hatch, and get them thinking about, well, what is the vision they have for their lives? What is it they would really like? What's really important for them? And more importantly, why? You know, what is their aspiration? What is their dream? Talk to them that way because that can help a bit in terms of focusing. And also because Venus is in Libra, it is really, she's going to have a little fight with Mars this week, which, you know, I didn't mention until now, but she's she's having a little fight with Mars. And they're both kind of in their favorite signs and they're just not going to agree. And that's okay. You don't have to agree, but you have to figure out how we work with them. And, of course, the nodes are going to receive a trine from Venus and a sextile. Uh, So she's activating those nodes. And when she does that, she's encouraging us to figure out how to partner and where we can find the agreement point. Also, Jupiter this week is linking up with Pallas Athena. And that happens on November 12th, which is a lot about the, the vision and the dream that we have as right, be- right before she links up with Pluto. And then, of course, Pluto is linking up with Pallas Athena on November 12th. It's about us being strategic about what we want. And Pallas Athena, of course, is very clear-eyed. And she is, of course, answering to Saturn and Capricorn, who is crystal clear-eyed. So we're going to have a lot of uh, awareness about what we really believe and why. And what do we want to work for? And remember, each of us here, regardless of our politics, regardless of our leanings, has a purpose to our chart. We all have planets in our chart that say what we're here to do. And when we honor that and we say, well, that's their planets, then they have to do their chart. 
right? And if we can look at it that way, it just makes it easier. They incarnated to do that. I incarnated to do this. Does it really matter what they're doing? It's important for me to do my job in my chart, what my chart says I'm supposed to do, and that's the space. So with that in mind, we say, what's the space you're supposed to be working in? And more importantly, where are you going with it? And what are you trying to accomplish with it? And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it requires adjustment, and this will be one of those weeks. And um, if we know that, it just kind of makes it easier. Um, so uh, we'll do the moons in a second, but I want to get through the, the lights. So the sun this week is 16 Scorpio through 23, which means that every planet in your chart that is in Scorpio, any, any planet between the numbers of 16 and 23 will be aspected in some way, shape, or form by the sun. And of course, the sun in Scorpio is the killing frost, the ending in here in the northern hemisphere, and kind of moves us forward. Sun has a trine to Neptune on the 10th, which encourages us to partner with our dreams and to think about what our dreams are and understand our life in the bigger cycles. He has a biquintile to Mars on the 12th, which says, okay, well, this is the direction I'm heading in. And then the sun has a sextile to Pluto on the 14th, which is a forward motion. There's a big health aspect November 14th with the sun quintichile Uranus. So we want to kind of watch for that. And then the sun sextiles Jupiter on November 14th, and he sextiles Athena on November 15th. So there's a lot of sun in Scorpio sextiling Capricorn planets, this COVID clump. It water softens up Earth, makes it muddy, makes it fertile, makes it move. And then next week, the sun will sextile um, Saturn. But this week, he's doing Pluto, Jupiter, and Athena. So we're going to see things and understand things in a different way. Mercury this week, he is still in his retrograde shadow. He's going to hit, uh, he's at 27, 28 right now, and he gets to zero, gets to nine Scorpio. So everything between 28 and nine gets aspected in your chart. He enters Scorpio again. He's been there before already, remember. He enters it again on November 10th around 5 p.m. Eastern time, and then he gets intense and passionate and, and a little, you know, a little secretive, secret revealing. He'll, he'll start saying things. Um, he also has a sesquiquadrate to Neptune, uh, and Neptune is in Pisces. That happens on the 13th, so that's a little bit of an emotional day for folks. And he also has a, an aspect to the nodes of fate uh, the next day, the 14th, so making important choices on the 14th. And then he has a health aspect on the 15th, again, back understanding. A lot of us have been under a lot of stress, so this is also a week where uh, I remember when I was younger, there was a guy who, who got laid off from my company, and he was just anxious, anxious to find a new job and really worked. And they gave, you know, it was we were having layoffs, so they gave him time, and he was a really, really nice guy. His name was Marshall. And he got a job and then he got deathly ill like the next day because the adrenaline rush to get it all done. And then he got it and then he went, oh. So you may find this is a little bit of a week for illness because we are, um, we're off the adrenaline rush, right? Uh, Mercury also is opposite Uranus on the 17th, so watch for unexpected news. And then he also has a health aspect on the 17th, uh, a health aspect around envy or jealousy. So there's a lot of people, because Eris is hanging out and squaring Pluto, there's a lot of energy around 
envy running around in the world. And so part of our job with that is to kind of look at it and own it, name it. You know, I was fortunate to be raised in a house where my mother named envy because my aunt, my aunt and my mother had like a little envy dynamic and my grandmother didn't do anything about it. So my mother was determined she wasn't going to let envy affect her kids. So she made us, she named it for us. And then you had to kind of go, yeah, maybe I was a little envious there. And then, you know, you go forward from there because it's been named and it doesn't run. So the energy here is kind of a forward motion with that. Venus this week runs from 14 Libra to um, 25 Libra. So she's really full steam ahead. And she has that opposition to Mars, which is a very forward motion for her. She also has an aspect with Chiron and Mars where she's arguing with them. So this, this is a week where words can wound. We want to be conscious of them. Venus and Mercury, of course, is in Scorpio. So Scorpio knows how to say things to get you upset. So you want to kind of watch for that energy. You also want to, um, the 13th, Venus aspects the nodes of fate in a collaborative way. And then she has a couple health aspects on the 13th and the 15th again next week. And she has a square to Pluto on the 15th. Um, So, again, we see that back half of the week being pretty intense because we're watching Mars station, Jupiter-Pluto meet, the new moon happen, Venus square Pluto, and we also have some other stuff in there. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a wild one. Venus also squares Jupiter on the 16th, and she squares Athena on the 16th. So she's squaring them as the sun is trining them, right? So think about that energy. The sun and the planets are working together, and they're saying, okay, we're going to create something. And Venus goes, all right, I I know how to do that. I know how to do that. It's kind of like when you move furniture around in your house, and suddenly it looks different, and you notice the marks on the walls, and you move the paintings, and you go to little stuff and you're kind of like all right let's make it venusy let's clean it up let's make it look pretty um so venus is interested this week in taking action to make things look better or be better or figure out how to work with them connectively collaboratively venus also squares jupiter on the 16th and she squares athena on the 16th so that's kind of big and as i mentioned at the beginning of the show mars stations to go direct on november 13th so that's on Friday, but we know when these planets stop, we have a build-up problem, you know. And the five days as we build up to them, the planet is at the degree of its station. So Mars is at 15, uh, 27 right now as we're speaking, and he will be stationing at 15, 13. So he's only moving 14 minutes this whole week. You kind of park there, pushing, 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 and pushing for growth. Remember, it's an opening square. Opening squares ask us, he's an opening square to the COVID clump, asking us to take action in the direction of our life. Jupiter this week, also big, November 12th. He hits Athena and Pluto, and of course for Pluto, it's his you know, he'll meet up with Athena in four years again. But he doesn't meet up with Pluto for another 13 years. So he meets up with Pluto on the world point, on the same degree as the Saturn-Pluto from uh, finding out about the pandemic in January, January 12th. And he also, this is kind of kickoff for the COVID clump. One last, one last pass before he hops in the car and drives off with Saturn into Aquarius. He also has a square to Eris, the goddess of discord, on November 17th, so we can expect the energy of argumenting, argumenting, arguing to be still pretty big. Uh, we also have Uranus talking to um, Vesta on the 13th, encouraging us to 
figure out our home situation and Neptune working with partnerships on the 13th. So it is a good week for partners. Uh, Pluto hits Athena on the 12th, as we mentioned before. So that's kind of a forward motion. And then there's a bit of stress around the home and hearth energy and what you want to do with it uh, with Eris and Athena with Vesta. So there's, there's kind of a stressful energy there, but it's okay. Vesta's moving through, forming a hammer of Thor. We've had these already, so we get one more. And, of course, Athena is square to Eris, so people can be argumentative, and Ceres enters Pisces, uh, pushing us forward. Moons this week. Right now, the moon's in Leo, and its closing aspect is a sextile to Mercury tomorrow at 6 in the morning, 6.05. And then it goes into Virgo on the 9th, and it's in Virgo the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, going void at 5.58 a.m. with a trine to Saturn. Mercury zips back into Scorpio, as I mentioned, on the 10th. So the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, good. Wednesday morning, 5.58. So really, Monday, Tuesday, good. Then at 11.09 on Veterans Day, the 11th, uh, Moon goes into Libra. So that's a little more stressful because Libra has all those hard aspects to the planets. So we go into the harsh place, and that's going to be the 12th and the 13th. Very harsh energies uh, those days because the moon is really kicking up stuff. And in Libra with a hard-closing aspect of a, um, a square to Saturn. Then Mars goes, moon goes into Scorpio on the 13th, and that's also the day that Mars stations to go direct. So even though moon's in Scorpio with a nice closing aspect, and then we also have the new moon, there's a lot of energy around, you know, how do we get out into the world? Because the moon's last aspect is to Saturn. So then that makes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday good. Sunday the moon goes void around um, 6 a.m. in the morning, and then it goes into Sagittarius on Sunday the 15th, and it's in Sagittarius on Sunday, Monday the 16th. It goes void at 2.55 with a sextile to Venus. So really the crabby days this week, uh, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, because uh, that's when the Jupiter-Pluto happens, that's when the Mars stations, that's right before the new moon in Scorpio, Mercury's back in Scorpio, it's very intense, and you just kind of want to remember to breathe, you know, because the energy is really potent this week, um, and intense, but we've gotten this far, right? <laughs> so we're going to get there. We just have to, we just have to remember that uh, sometimes it's, harder than others so some weeks are harder than others and this one will be a little bit hard but as ed sullivan says you know it'll be a really big show so that's the part that we want to pay attention to so this is ann ortley signing off from the bright red desk wishing you a great week ahead and uh off we go into the week take care and have a good one bye-bye